Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to the Raw Makers podcast. The one-stop shop for courage, confidence and mindset building. Also bringing you all the aspects of mental health awareness, business and entrepreneurship. We are your hosts, Adam Ellis and Jason Borman of the Raw Makers Coaching. Now today we've got a very special guest. Um, she's from Doncaster. She's an accredited life coach. Um, now niching to be a beauty business coach. Um, she helps burnt out and stressed women, you know, in the personal care industry to the break the mold and finally earn their worth. And she's got a very powerful bespoke one-on-one coaching program. We're going to find out a bit more about her and what she's all about today. But uh, without further ado, let's bring her on. Hello, SJ. Hi there. Hi, how are you doing, guys? Yeah, how are we good? How are you? I'm good. That was a fabulous intro. Thank you. Um, yeah, so what, of the intro, is there anything you want to kind of elaborate on and... Yeah, well, I think I think you've kind of said it all, but that's you know we met on um, the like life coach and accreditation course. Um, but yeah, my specialism is um, coaching and mentoring women in the personal care industry. Um, even though I have coached men and women that are going through other problems, life problems as well, but my specialism is the beauty industry because I've been in the industry twenty one years, so. And you kind of become a counsellor when you've got ladies laid on your couch having treatments. You kind of become a life coach without realising you're a life coach. Um, so it's just where I've just kind of fallen into that niche, really. So, yeah, that's that's what I do. and absolutely love it. So, yeah. It's so powerful. Like, you know, when you go to the barbers or you go to the hairdressers, it's where you can chat to someone impartial, like, what it is I don't I don't know what it is as soon as you get in that chair you feel like you can share your deepest darkest secrets just from having your nails done it's bizarre um so yeah it's just it's just kind of evolved from that and lockdown made my business evolve that way as well but yeah it's um I've always been an ear you know for my clients so it just seemed to be a, a really good fit for me yeah so that's what's drawn you to kind of finding life coaching like what other kind of purpose do you feel you have within the kind of industry? Like where do you want to take your coaching? Yeah, well, what it was for me, it was kind of when when COVID hit, that was a real, obviously a massive shake up for everybody. But there's, there were some businesses that were extremely affected and the personal care because you are touching somebody's face to earn money. We was a really, we was, I think it was 10 months I wasn't able to touch a client. And it kind of got me thinking that clients still actually want you and they still want that end result. So how can I give them an end result without touching my client? So I kind of started to break the mold of the beauty beauty industry. What I'm teaching now is what I did. So I started doing online treatments, uh, subscriptions, retail line, all of that. 
So, and I actually earn really good money in lockdown without touching a client. I actually, on some occasions, earn more. So that's what made me think, you know what? We're not just therapists that have to touch people for money. We've been given so much knowledge um, and skills that we can actually serve our clients differently. So that's kind of why I thought, you know what? We don't, we're very old fashioned in that sense. So that's why I want to then go into the coaching and niching on that part to teach people that you don't have to do that. So that's what I want. I want, I want people that in the personal care industry to realize that they are worth more than a minimum wage, because that's what a lot of therapists get now. And you can use your knowledge in other ways, you know, by creating different parts of the business. And that's exactly what I did. So. Amazing. Amazing. Um, so let's go back a little bit. So yeah, uh, what kind of, what's kind of inspired you into like helping people? Cause that's what you're doing really, even when you were a beautician. Um... Yeah. I think if I go way back, um, I went into beauty because I thought it was easy. That was it. And my dad was on my case to go to college. That was the only reason <laughs> I wanted to. I wanted to like be a dancer or, you know, or go on Big Brother. That was one of my goals. Go on Big Brother and earn loads of money. Um, <laughs> so it was, I almost just was forced into it. Um, but then I kind of realised that um, I think the real change for me was in um, a couple of years ago in lockdown where I I separated, I divorced, I had to move house, I moved clinics. I then had even more of a burden on me to actually make more for myself. And I started looking at what really inspires me and motivates me, what I love to do. And at that point, I had um, a bit of a financial buffer, which made me then kind of relax a little bit because I knew that I could now do anything that I wanted to do, develop a podcast like you guys are doing, putting in time and effort into helping people and not getting the gratification in terms of money straight away because we work so hard before we see that reward. But because I was kind of had that financial buffer, I had a little bit of money in my account, knowing that I could get through, it really led made me just, do what I actually really wanted to do. And I didn't realise what that was until I got to that stage in my life. That's so cool. Like, um, yeah, so that was a courageous sort of decision. So obviously we're big on courage, confidence. Yeah. Um, on this podcast and in our coaching. So what I really want to kind of find out from you is, you know, what it took for you to do those things, you know, like, you know, realize that your relationship you know wasn't what you wanted it to be and you know eventually kind of leave that and talk to me a little bit about yeah it's I think the thing is for me I've always been a very um I'm one of the people one of the kind of people that I'd prefer to risk I prefer to risk it and it go wrong than not risk it is that right there's a quote there I'd to stay unfulfilled, you know? Yeah, I'm, I'm very much a risk taker in all aspects of my life, but I do think I had a real comfort blanket being with, with my ex. You know, the money was kind of, you know, I knew that I didn't have to really earn much money and everything would just plod along and it was nice. 
Um, it was okay financially, everything else. But I just, I, I knew I was worth more. And I think, um, yeah, I was unfulfilled, unfulfilled. And I just think only good shit really happens when you actually get out of your comfort zone. You know, the comfort zone will kill you. If you just stay in your comfort zone and you plod along, you can't moan. You know, when people moan about the life being, I, I am a little bit harsh sometimes, but when people moan that, that they, they, don't, that they don't enjoy who they are, they're not happy with themselves as a person, they've got a crap job, they've got crap people around them, but they don't change anything. You, you, you shouldn't really be grumbling. You should just, only good stuff happens when you break out your comfort zone. So I've always been that type of person that will take risk. And I don't see it as courage because that is just part of me anyway. Um, but what I would say to people is, you know, that who feel that they can't take that risk is it's better to take the risk and know in years to come, oh, I'm glad I took it, but it didn't work rather than years to come look back and think what what would have happened if I, you know, if, if I, or what do you, like, like with a, sorry, going off on a tangent, I um, I also developed a makeup line in lockdown. I was bored and I thought I would manufacture my own makeup line. Now, I don't know, I don't know shit about making a product and I've actually created a full vegan, eco-friendly, sustainable makeup line that I now sell online and I sell it worldwide. I manufactured that from just an idea. And I kept thinking to myself, because it's quite a new concept. And I thought, what if I didn't do this? And then in two years time, I saw somebody else do that same idea. I would, oh, that would kill me. The thought that I had that idea and I didn't do it. So I'd prefer to do it. And if it all goes tits up and it, the business folds in two years time, it, it, I'd learn from it and then just change it the next time but it would kill me if I saw somebody do what I wanted to do and make success of it. So that's why I would always take the risk in a lot of things. Yeah, amazing. Um, and that's kind of like the flip side to what we're trying to do really is, you know, we've already got that kind of mindset where, you know, fear of not succeeding is mm. something that drives you. Yeah. Or, or fear of, what's like that FOMO that missing out or that yeah of regret you know and things like that and regretting something that you didn't do and put your time and effort into mm. that's, that's really kind of yeah well thing is like if, if you do something and it fails you've still learned this is the thing you know at my first business was a, it was a flop I look back now and I was so stubborn to evolve I remember I had a beauty salon and Facebook just came out um and everyone's like oh you need to get Facebook I'm like oh no Facebook ain't gonna be big <laughs> Facebook ain't gonna no one's gonna use Facebook what's this all about <laughs> no one needs a Facebook page or a Facebook group <laughs> and um so I'm reluctant I'm like no I get passing trade and that's that's how it is I get my little old ladies on the street and you know and my business failed because of it because I was too stubborn so, you know, but then I learned with COVID this time round that shit got to evolve quickly. The things are changing that I can't control. I either evolve and adapt or I blame COVID and I wasn't going to blame COVID. So that's a pure showing of entrepreneurship there. Like you're like the perfect mold of an entrepreneur. Like if I could be so bold as to say, like, you know, you're a risk taker, you're a, 
you know thank you yeah you've learned from your mistakes you're not afraid to fail you know you know you're not afraid to get yourself out there and try new things mm. you're innovative you know you're creative um but it took mistakes yeah. to do that a lot of people think you're going to get it right the first time you know but it takes mistakes to then think okay no this happened last time so let's make sure we have the courage and the balls to to to, to drive and push through and evolve you know so, so let me ask a question to our listeners and viewers are you taking the risk that you need in your life you know are you you know ready to evolve are you ready to just put yourself out there you know if you're not then you might miss the train you know it's a, a better life exactly exactly and the thing is a lot of people are really scared to do that and I understand and the reason I think a lot of people are scared to do that is they have to find that inner confidence you know and like what we've learned you know confidence is not you know people look at me as being really confident but confidence is not a thing it's not a thing is it it's just what we excel more like right now doesn't it it's competence in a certain area because you've fucking done it and done it and done it exactly like I know we joked about you singing earlier now that petrifies the life out of me however if I move this screen back I could do your full-on dance routine right now and or go into town on the middle of a stage and dance in front of a thousand people would not bother me you shove a microphone in the middle of that stage I would run a mile because I'm not competent in that. So, you know, people look at me and think I'm confident, but it's not. I'm just confidence in that competent area. So, and it's about, I think it's about making people kind of harness that person. So, and I'm going to actually challenge myself because I've said this to a few of my clients. The next time I've got a chance to go on a karaoke, because I've never been in a karaoke in my life, I am going to harness the SJ entrepreneur, the SJ dancer, and I'm going to feel that person and be that person and get on the microphone and make an absolute shit balls of it, but I'm going to do it. So, you know, I think that's that's how people can overcome what they believe as being confident by finding the area that they are confident in. Yeah, so it's like harnessing what you already love, enjoy, and finding the confidence through that courage and just, yeah. Having a look, you know, having a look. Yeah. What am I good at? What do I excel at already? Mm. Building up that confidence from there. So if you're listening to this, watching this, feeling unconfident, what can you do about that? Like, you know, it's you know, finding what you're already confident with and kind of doing that more, and yeah. then gradually, you know, pushing the boundaries for what you think you can do now. You know, it doesn't have to be this, you know, or naught to a hundred kind of, you know, one minute you don't sing at all and then you're singing at Wembley, like in front of millions of people. Like, you know, <laughs> it's like you've got to build it up. And Give me a year. Give me a year. I'll be on Wembley. <laughs> no, that's it. Well, there's also a lot of people that say I'm not confident in anything. And if that's the case, then I think they need to look at somebody that they admire even if it is like a fictitious character you know wonder woman or iron man or whatever look at them and how do they stand how do they talk how do they act and try and just you know steal a bit of that to then get through you know 
you say that, but that's NLP. That's what we do in NLP. We embody the things we see around us into ourselves. Mm. Like we're all possessed with memory. We're all possessed with, you know, imagination. And we can draw on those two things as well as like yeah. a really good internal resource, you know, to help us in our present life and what mm. we are for us right now. Um, and that's called, you know, that's called anchoring. You anchor certain things to, you know, by what you see, what, you know, what inspires you, you know. So you could be looking at our confidence now or in, you know, in doing this, you know, or anyone you admire and just notice what you notice about them. Like, see how they're presenting themselves, you know, what are they yeah. doing that you could embody, you know. If and you surround start. yourself with those people as well, because this is a big thing. You're only as if you surround yourself with people that don't have something that you like envy. Envy is not a bad thing. A lot of people think being envious is a bad thing. You know, I I love a bit of envy. And there's people that, you know, in the coaching program, in the business coaching sector that I'm in, that I'm envious of because they're like, damn, I want what they've got. But that's a good thing. So make sure that if there are people around you that are not bringing the best out in you and they're draining, they're moaning, they're, then just get rid. You know, that's the same with social media. You know, you have a lot of, you know, silent stalkers on social media that add a lot of negativity. Remove them from your life and make sure that you go into these coaching pro groups that, you know, you've got an amazing coaching group. I've got a coaching group. Be in them areas of people that you look up to and you admire and you can try and, like you said, anchor what they've got because that's just going to bring out a better version of yourself. So, you know, it's all about who you surround yourself with as well, I think. Yes, absolutely. And um, we can only be as good as, the, or we're the product of the, the, most, the people we hang around with the most. And, mm. you know, be it online, watching videos, you know, who are you listening to? Who's giving you the information that you're going about your day, you know, implementing all, the, all of the stuff, you know? Like, is it someone like, you know, as a coach, you know, someone who's embodying this stuff we talk about day in, day out. Um, or is it your friend down the pub who's having a good old moan about how, you know, shit is weeks thin? Like, you yeah. know. And the thing is, these can even be family members as well. You know, a lot of, I, I can't, I don't want to say too much, but there's, I have family members. <laughs> don't know who's going to watch this um but yeah only tell limited things you know if you've got goals and you've got things you want to work towards only tell certain people certain things as well because and you've also got to kind of look at their life as well it's the big thing that I found if you're taking advice from somebody that haven't got a life that you want be polite listen but don't take it you know, only take advice from people who have got a life or they are living a life that you, you know, are working towards. Um, and that's a big one for me. You know, I always think um, you always think you need to listen to your parents, you know, your, your grandparents, aunties and uncles. But are they very old school? Are they doing exactly what you want to do? Or have they just worked their fingers to the bone and retired or not retired yet? You know, so you've got to kind of, 
choose who you talk to, I think, about certain things, because that will add a lot of negativity into your life as well and, and, and make you doubt what you want to do, what your true your true um, ambition and goals. It'll kind of like take that away from you because it'll not be accepted by everybody and if they've not got that life. People, when they're giving you like throw about advice, you know, they're projecting their insecurities, their fears onto you. And it's yeah. not factual, it's their opinion at the end of the day, you know, and you can choose whether you, you know, accept, accept that as gospel or you, you know, find a different way, the one that works for yeah. you. And like you said, it's a strong held opinion, it's not a fact. And if it's a strong held opinion, you can change that, can't you? Yeah, so Adam, have you got a question for SJ? Like, do you want to ask? Speaking about risks, what's the biggest risk you've taken? The biggest risk I took was um, leaving my husband in lockdown because I left when I knew I couldn't earn money because of lockdown. I'd then have to take on all the bills, finances, myself, Um close down my clinic and move it because financially I couldn't do it so that was that was the biggest risk obviously a lot of financial there but that was the biggest I would say mentally risk as well um so yeah I'd say that's my biggest risk awesome. don't regret it though that's you know it's, it's worked out it, it it was it's been the making of me you know my last three years I've finally you know, I'm like 38 now, so it's took a while to kind of find where I need to be in life. But these last two or three years, I finally found who I am from taking that risk. Absolutely. Something about like standing on your own two feet again and finding that empowerment from within. Yeah, yeah. And thing is, I've always been so independent. This is what's really bizarre. I've always been so independent and I've always earned my own money, but I've always had a comfort blanket and that comfort blanket was you know my ex so yeah I've never been one of these you know kind of well-kept wives that didn't have to do anything it's that's never been me at all but it still was an element of risk definitely a big element of risk and also another one actually is closing and well this was a more um closing my first salon knowing that it had failed and money wasn't coming in. It was just bleeding out money. This was when I was, oh, this was about 10 years ago. So a long time ago, the business had failed and I'd lost my passion, lost because it was all just beauty, nails and massage. And I then went into the specialist treatments. And that was a risk to take, but it was more because of what other people thought of me. Because having a shop front and having this sign above the door and these are my staff and this is all my my business on the surface it looks really nice and I look like I've got loads of money but my bank balance was absolutely shot to shit there were nothing there but closing them doors was almost like you I would have had to bump into people I bumped into people in the streets and oh SJ you failed oh SJ I'm so sorry your business collapsed and they didn't know that I actually what I was doing after I was earning more money working less hours and more inspired so everything was so much better but because I had this facade of it being big and grand, that was a risk for me. 
because I was scared of what other people think. But that was 10 years ago. I don't really give a shit what people think what people think of me now. But 10 years ago, I still had that element of I wanted other people to know that I was doing well, you know? And there will be people currently in that mindset that would you know need to hear this right now. Like yeah. you know, that they're kind of stuck in that. And they don't know that people pleasing that you know caring what other people think of them. Definitely. Uh, the only person that you know whose opinion you should take on what you think of is what you think of you. You know, like you know, other people don't know your whole of your experience. They don't know the whole of your story. They don't know what makes you who you are. And at the end of the day, as long as you can honestly say to yourself with that integrity you know I've done the best decision for me um that's all that matters yeah but don't you think a lot of people do that in everyday life anyway they do things for outside affirmation all the time when people say they've got a a nice beamer outside all like pimped up I do it because I like it they can't afford to go on holiday and they're like in mega debt but they're doing it because it looks good that you know they're not fulfilled in their life and they're doing things for outside affirmation people do it a lot and it's it's bizarre there's the ego isn't it it's, um, it is it is when we're living in that we're not being our authentic selves and, we're not uh, um it, it damages you know connection it, you know, it breaks down connection when you're not being authentic and that's not what we want to do. We want to build up connections with mm. you know, the people we want to um, build them up with. And yeah, you can't do it when you're in your ego of I know and this is my, my way is the best way and look at me sort of thing. And, mm. and those, yeah, so we've kind of done a course called Emotional Intelligence. Um, so we kind of look, looked at our 15 areas you know, we shout the ego to look, you know, and go deep and um, figure out what, you know, what was playing out for us. And we now got control of our dials and stuff like that. And so we can turn turn up our empathy or turn it down. We can turn up our independence or turn it down, depending on whether we need to make or break connections with people. And um, yeah, that's amazing. Mm. touching on so many things like I can hear from your story and things like that so it might be a future beneficial course maybe yeah like um, well you worked with uh, Lindsay didn't you Lindsay Cap Lindsay Cap yeah love that woman love that woman yeah Yeah. I could just listen to her talk all day (laughs) just just talk to me (laughs) she's amazing uh, so, yeah. So tell us about your kind of your program and where people can find you if they want to work with you. Well, I have um, I have my own podcast, which these guys are going to be coming on it soon. We're going to sort of diary uh, a day out for the diary. So I have a lot of free content out there for people. My podcast is called BBB Beauty Builder. So people can find me there. But I do have a um, I'm. I'm my name you can find on Facebook, S-J-E-S-S-J-A-Y. I don't know if that's backwards on your screen. Um, 
you can find me on Facebook, connect with me on any of the social media platforms is all is all me. But I do have a personal group similar to your group, uh, which is called the Unstoppable Tribe or the Beauty Business Coach. Um, there's a lot of tags there, isn't there? I am heavy. I am heavy on social media. I wanted to call my tribe um, of people a bit different. And I like I love the word unstoppable. Um, so that's where I do a lot of my I do like weekly lives. Um, but I have online coaching programs. I have personal one-to-one coaching like you guys do. Um, so the best thing is just to reach out on social media, just search for SJ, SJ Hartshorn even, um, and find me there. And yeah. Another you- podcast you should go on is someone called Dawn Long. And um, she, she's got a podcast called Unstoppable Leadership. I need that. I've been on on her podcast. Oh, yeah. Send me her details. I'll touch base. Yeah. Yeah. Great for that. Oh, I love it. If you're watching, this is SJ. (laughs) You heard it here first. (laughs) (laughs) Making connections. What it's all about at the end of the day. Of course it is. Of course it is. What we're good at. So we'll end this how we always end it. Uh, Let's draw on that courage. Build up that confidence. And let's get back our roars.